Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan Brand unis during my time. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Alex Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Twitter, at Alex underscore Meacham. I'm on LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. Instagram and Twitter, at Alex underscore Meacham. And soon to be, soon to be on TikTok. And the only reason I'm going to get on TikTok is because my producer, Stu Holt, told me I need to be on TikTok. And and let me give a big shout out to Stu Holt, and I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to talk about this here in a minute, but I've been doing these podcasts during the quarantine, knocking out tons of interviews, and it would not be possible to release these interviews without the help of my guy, Stu Holt. So, So Bearcat Nation, as much as you can give me credit for hunting these guys down and doing the interviews... It's Stu Holt that's responsible for getting them edited, produced, and helping me load them. So, round of applause, Bearcat Nation, for my guy, Stu Holt. Now we got to jump into uh, what we're going to talk about here today. So, this is the first time that, I mean, gosh, since March, that I've had a microphone in front of me and actually talked about some topics that were not related to the interview series that we've done. Um, And and listen, here's what I want to do today and what I want to get done on this podcast, because I've had some Bearcat fans reach out to me and they've been very interested on how I put together the whole interview series during the quarantine and some of the interviews that I got, like what was the backstory behind that. So I thought it would make for an interesting podcast to actually talk about the process of getting some of these players and what it was like to, to interview them and some relationships I have with some of those players. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, I'm also going to talk about the future of the podcast. Um, my last podcast I did, which was episode 48, um, I interviewed uh, head coach Bob Huggins. And I had some Bearcat fans reach out to me and said, is, is this the end of the podcast? Like, is this the end of the series? Um, the answer is no. Um, I jokingly said at the start of that podcast interviewing Bob Huggins that I could pretty much shut it down now. I've I've interviewed the guy that I've been waiting to interview, Um, but I was joking. Um, He is the guy that, you know, I I really wanted to interview. I've I've been building up uh, to talk to, and I'm going to talk a little bit later on why that interview was so important for me, but I'm going to talk about the format moving forward of the podcast, talk about the future of the podcast. A couple things. Um, so the quarantine's over. Um, I, am, I am back to business. Um, I, for those that don't know, I run an organization called Shining Star Sports. Uh, through the course of the year, we have over 30 basketball teams of kids ages 11 all the way up to uh, seniors to be, so 17, 18 years old, and put them on AAU basketball teams. They go and travel around the country. And, uh, you know, our biggest thing is to help these young men not only learn life skills through the game of basketball, but even more importantly, giving them a platform to get to the next level and get to college and get an education. And, and why that's so important today, and we've had, I've been doing this for 19 years, doing Shining Star, and why it's so important to me is because we've had kids go to college 
not even to play basketball, but through playing basketball in our program, we help them get to college and get an education, get a good job, start a family. And, and that is so important to us and so needed in our community. And I can't thank our staff enough. It's, it's not me. It's, if I get any credit, it's for putting together a wonderful staff. I'll take credit for that. But our staff really does a lot of the groundwork in helping these kids. And we've had a tremendous amount of kids come through the program that have gone on to play college basketball um, and, and go on and play professionally uh, and, and doing great things in the communities they live in. And I'm, I'm so very, very proud of that. I'm, I'm not, let me say this, I'm not only proud of what they've done athletically, but after they finish playing, what they're doing is what I'm most proud of. And, you know, I just I love my baby Shining Star and, and what we've done. So um, my hope is we're going to have um, some some really high level kids coming through the program here in the future. And um, listen, I want them to go where they where they fit, um, go to a college program where they can excel academically, socially and athletically, and hopefully we have some kids that have the ability to play at the University of Cincinnati, play at my alumni, and excel on the basketball court, and I think we will um, in the future. So, um, also during the quarantine, it was really interesting, you know, uh, for those who don't know, I wrote a book called Walk of a Lifetime, which came out in August of 2000, and in the book was written about my, kind of my journey, my story with the journey of basketball. And through that journey of basketball, I also tell a, a life struggle, um, overcoming obstacles and making it to the Cincinnati Bearcats playing for Bob Huggins. And it was funny during the quarantine, I started having people reach out to me like, hey, my son needs a copy of your book. And the, uh, the sales of the book really picked up. And I, I appreciate that from you know Bearcat fans and just um, a lot of people with, with children um, that have children that are overcoming obstacles, need something to read. You know, our kids need to read more uh, today. I think we know that. And uh, for those that are interested in a copy of uh, my book, Walk of a Lifetime, it's still available. Uh, you can go to my website uh, for my company. You can go to shiningstarsports.org. And um, there is a shop. And if you go to the shop, you'll see a copy of my book. Uh, I'll be more than happy to sign it, put any type of message you want in there. You just got to put that in the notes, and we'll get that off to you. Um, and for anybody out there that has um, young children, boys or girls, that are interested in you know, working on their game, getting better at the game of basketball, or just want their kids to be a part of team activity, uh, we have uh, personal basketball training, both individual and group. Uh, we have teams. We have uh, six different facilities that we use through the greater Cincinnati area. Uh, we do camps and clinics for young, young children, uh, boys and girls. If you're interested in that, uh, you can reach out to me. Uh, at, you, you actually email me would probably be the best way, uh, shiningstar.com. AAU at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to our web stop, website, shiningstarsports.org, to find out more information. All right, so got a lot of that out, and, and now I want to kind of jump into the interview series and, and how that all that came about. So I'm doing the podcast, and I think, I think, wow, we started the podcast around November, maybe a little bit before, something like that. Can't remember the exact date. And my plan was this. I wanted to talk about Bearcat basketball. I want to talk about previewing the season. 
I want to talk about, you know, kind of every step of the way through the course of the season. And my, my goal was to eventually get to an interview series to where we were interviewing former players and mixing, kind of intertwining that with the basketball season. So basically coming up with a, with a happy diet of Bearcat 2020 team content and former player interviews. And really, the podcast was more heavy on 2020 content. Um, I was I was kind of working through the process of getting hold of a lot of former players. And for those that don't know, actually getting a hold of former players and getting a time and date set to do an interview is not easy. People are busy. People have multiple kids. Um, they have some of them are playing professionally um, and are different countries. And it was, it was quite a challenge. And I said, I'm going to have to figure out something moving forward to, to, to do these player interviews. And so let me tell you what, what happened. Um, Charles Williams, who used to play for the Bearcats, um, and, he, and he had, a, he, he had a kind of a short stint with the Bearcats. And his story is just so fascinating. You know, coming from California, Los Angeles, from, from gang-infested areas, um, to coming to Cincinnati, um, being ruled ineligible, and just kind of falling off the map, to then resurfacing and coming back to our community here in Cincinnati and doing tremendous things for young men and women in our community. And I had to, I had to reach out to Charles and have him tell his story. And Charles is just a tremendous human being. Um, we met face to face and did the podcast. I still want to do a part two with him because there's, there's still more to his story that I think is, is fascinating. Um, so I did, I did his story. And then uh, Ryan Fletcher, uh, he was a teammate of mine, and he was you know, very, very easy to get a hold of and was willing to do it right away. So that was kind of a good start to it. And then there was kind of a gap because of so much of the, the 2020 Bearcat team content. Um, then we get to, I guess, right around the conference tournament, when the Bearcats take off to head down to Texas and then they shut down everything for the pandemic. And I knew at that point, I said to my buddy, I said, this is the perfect opportunity to get a hold of a lot of these former players because they aren't doing anything. And I know if they try to dodge me, that means they just don't want to do it. So if I'm reaching out to them, the pandemic's going on, a lot of places are shut down. A lot of the guys that were over in foreign countries have to fly back to America go back to the cities in which they're, li they're living in the off season. And people have shut down. So I said, what a great opportunity. And on, on top of that, a lot of Bearcat fans were chilling, <laughs> like the rest of America. Everyone was chilling. And I'm like, there has never really been, I think, a platform that has given a lot of former players an opportunity to have long-form interviews where they could tell their story, talk about what they're doing now. They're just, it, it, for Bearcats specific, there just hasn't been enough of that. And I was like, man, here's a great lane and a great opportunity for me to jump into. I have access to a lot of these guys. So I put together kind of a business plan of, of making that happen. And I looked at, okay, here are a list of a lot of former players. I tweeted out some stuff like, who do you, who do you want to hear from? And I started trying to look at a diversity of guys from different eras, um, different skill sets, did different things, guys that were completely off the radar, like we've, we haven't heard from them in years. And I'm like, man, if I can land some of these guys, 
Bearcat Nation's going to freak out. And I really feel like I was able to accomplish that. But, but here was my plan. And I know my, my business model for this sounded kind of wacky to some people, but my plan was this. My plan was to release a ton of them back to back to back. So Monday through Friday, there was a new interview every single day. And I figured I can get hold of these guys now. I need to do them. I need to release them. And if, if, if it takes Bearcat Nation a month to catch up with some of them, that's fine. They're there. They're, they exist there. You can go back and listen. But let's knock them out while, while we have the audience. And it worked. There were so many people that were just kind of stuck in the house because of the quarantine, doing yard work, and they throw on their earbuds, their, their Beats headphones, whatever they have, and they were just listening to the podcast every single day. And the reaction to the player interviews were like unbelievable. Like I couldn't believe how many people were listening, how many people, not only Bearcat Nation, but like people around the country were listening. Like I literally had people reaching out to me that were in different parts of not only the country, but also the world that, that may have moved. Like there was a guy in Japan who used to live in Cincinnati, was a Bearcat fan, lives in Japan, lives and works in Japan, and he was listening to him, having his buddies listen to him because over in Japan he's telling his buddies like, hey, man, the Bearcats are the best team, and here, here's some of the former guys Listen to this and that. Man, I'm telling you, you guys don't know how much that meant to me. And, and listen, I knew that long term, <laughs> it, it's just not possible to continue that up. It was almost like I was sprinting a marathon. And you, you can't sprint a marathon for, you know, I mean, you can't sprint a marathon for, for that many miles. So I said, let me sprint it for as many miles as I can. And then we'll have to come up with a new format, which I'm going to talk about. But, but let, me, let me do this. I want to kind of go through all the different interviews that I've done and just kind of give you a, a little snippet and a little backdrop to some of the stories. I talked about Ryan Fletcher. I talked about Charles Williams. Um, I reached out to Sam Martin, current walk-on for the Bearcats. And I thought it was really good to get his perspective because of he's gone through a coaching transition from Mick Cronin to, Brand, or to Coach Brandon. And I think he gave some great insight. You know, here's a, here's a kid that doesn't play a lot. So there's views from the bench, as we, as we like to call it, as walk-ons. And I thought Sam talking about his journey was, was unique, and I thought it was, it was a good start to the pandemic series. So then, after I talked with Sam, my idea then was to talk with Rob Parker. Now, Rob Parker is a very, very good friend of mine. He works for FS1. He lives in Los Angeles, California. He's one of the top journalists in America. Went to Columbia for journalism school. One of the smartest guys I've ever been around. He's on uh, The Herd, um, Undisputed. Has his own national radio show. He writes for, uh, he wrote for The Shadow League before. I think he's with Deadspin now. Um, has his own podcast on The Herd, which is a baseball podcast uh, called Inside the Parker. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame voter for baseball, which is super impressive. But what's so crazy is Rob was one of the first black journalists to report on the Reds. Okay, let me say that again. Back when he, he lived in Cincinnati, 
and he was one of the, he's not from Cincinnati, he's originally from uh, Queens, New York, then he went to Detroit, and then he uh, came to, uh, I think he worked in New York too, and he came to Cincinnati to be a writer for the Cincinnati Enquirer for the Reds, um, and he was in town for quite a bit, and he followed the Bearcats, one of the first black journalists in our town, um, so I, I was like, man, this would be so good to hear his perspective on the Bearcats and, and just sports in Cincinnati back during that time, like, he was there when Lou Pinella was the, was the uh, manager of the Reds, going crazy, throwing bases, cussing people out, cussing Rob out. Uh, Marge Schott was there. It was just great. I, I wanted to reach out to Rob's a very, very, very good friend of mine, and he came on and was very, very good with his time. So I thought he, he, was, a, he was a good – I knew I was going to get heavy into these former players, and I wanted some diversity in the conversation of here's a journalist – and I wanted to kind of sprinkle in journalists also with the former players. I thought that was a, a, a good route to go. So Rob Parker came on. <clears throat> and then um, Lizelle Durden, who everybody you know knows the nickname the Gunslinger. And um, Lizelle's so well known for, for being one of the greatest shooters in Bearcat history. He had the, made the free throws versus Wyoming and, and had the, the shush where he shushed the crowd. And just so many... Um, legendary moments I thought and he's a guy that that people just haven't heard from and 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 we even talked before when I called him about doing the the podcast he's like dude no no one's really ever interviewed me when I fin after I finished playing no one's really asked me questions about that Wyoming game like I'm one of the first people to really dive and talk about some of the moments in that game so that was a really cool moment. And on top of that, I used to go to Bearcat games when I was a child and watch Lizelle. And I looked up to him and um, he used to wear a T-shirt under his jersey. I used to wear a T-shirt under my jersey because Lizelle Durden wore one. So that was a good moment for me to, to interview him. And I, I, then I thought, what a, what a better transition you go from interviewing Lizelle Durden, whose nickname is the Gunslinger, and if you're if you're a true Bearcat fan, you know the nickname the Gunslinger. Who better than to interview after Lizelle than the guy that gave him the nickname, the Gunslinger? And that's Kevin Frazier. Um, what an amazing story! Kevin Frazier goes from working at Channel 19, being the you know Bearcat basketball broadcaster to moving to Los Angeles, California, and being the host of Entertainment Tonight and becoming one of the top entertainment journalists in the world. Uh, Kevin's had a tremendous ride, and, and, he, and it is so funny listening to his interview. He talks about how so much of his journey's been kind of accidental. It's always been like, hey, you work at 19. Would you be interested in doing the Bearcat games? Oh, uh, Sure. Hey, uh, this Entertainment Tonight gig has opened up. Would you be interested in interviewing? Mm, sure. <laughs> it's like opportunity kind of came to him. But that's what happens when you, you, know, you work hard. You're, you're given opportunity. Uh, Kevin's interview was fascinating. Think about this, too. One of the fascinating things I think a part of the, the interview with Kevin Frazier was he lives in Los Angeles, California, in Hollywood. And he still, to this day, 2020, he walks around Los Angeles, California, and he wears his throwback 
Lazelle Durden Bearcat uniform. He wears the jersey. I shouldn't say the uniform, but the jersey. He even sent me a picture. He texted me a picture of him wearing the jersey in L.A. How cool is that, man? So at that point, after interview, Kevin Frazier, I'm like, man, I really got to jump in and start, start getting these guys. Reached out to James White, who I think's, I think he's one of the, I think he is the greatest dunker in Bearcat history. And I know a lot of people fight me on that with Melvin Levitt. Melvin Levitt had some of the greatest in-game dunks in Bearcat history. That's not debatable. Not debatable at all. But pound for pound, pound, for pound James White is the best dunker to ever put on a Bearcat uniform. Of course, Jason Max Seals had some of the most powerful dunks. Lavertus Robinson had some of the great hops and great dunks. Curtis Bostic. But creativity-wise, what he could do, Flight White, pound for pound, is the greatest dunker. We talk about kind of his journey going from the Florida Gators to the Bearcats, then to the NBA and overseas. And James White's going to be a college coach one day. You, you mark my word. That dude knows what he's doing. Um, I hope he ends up coaching with the Bearcats one day. I uh, then go from interviewing James White to uh, Justin Williams, who works for The Athletic, and he's one of the writers, um, and he covers the Bearcats. And I thought it would be interesting really to talk to Justin Williams because he's been on the beat. He's been covering the Bearcats. Uh, he's at the press conferences. And he wrote a fantastic piece on the Jordan Brand era with the Bearcats. And I really wanted to get some insight on the research he did, the interviews he did for that particular piece. And then get his take on this past season and some of the inside scoop from, from his perspective. So Justin Williams, who's, by the way, one of the nicest human beings you ever meet. Great guy to have on the beat. No ego. Um, and a really, really good interview, and he did a nice job with that, and great, great numbers, too, with that interview. Then I want to kind of go off the beaten path. I interviewed A.D. Jackson. Oh, I think A.D. Jackson is kind of a guy that has fallen under the radar as far as you talk about a Bearcat player who was such a complete player. This dude could guard. He could pass. He could handle the basketball, could jump, rebound. And he was just, he, he did so many things really well. You know, we, we, we've had players come, you know, Phil Williams was great at shooting. James White obviously was great at dunking the basketball. I can go on and on with guys that were great at things. A.D. Jackson did so many things very well that I think he gets lost in the shuffle of Bearcat greats. Um, partly because of the team he played on, and there were so many, you know, the, the, the Nick Van Exels, the, the Corey Blunts, those type of guys. But really, A.D. Jackson, I think, deserves, deserves more props than what he gets. And I, I thought he had a fantastic interview. So I wanted to go from A.D. Jackson, you know, we go back in the day, and I wanted, I wanted to bring it to the McCronin era at that point. So I reached out to Deontay Vaughn. Um, and, and what a, uh, once again, another guy who I think personally, um, you know, is, is slept on in the big scheme of things with, with Bearcat Nation. I mean, he came uh, during a time which um, the Bearcats were on the come up and Mick Cronin was building a program and he was kind of the backbone of rebuilding the program. Um, just this guy just came in and he just put in work. Deontay's not a big talker. He's a guy that just comes in and puts in work. Um, then I wanted to kind of jump back to that early period. I interviewed Keith Greger. Um, 
God, what a what a warrior Keith Greger was. I really wanted people to to realize what Keith Greger did at UC. Um, the dude just didn't miss games. He he just play. I mean, and he talks about in the podcast. And I don't honestly, I don't remember off the top of my head the the numbers and all that stuff. But he played more consecutive games, more games. Just his statistics were unbelievable, and he was just Mr. Consistency. Um, loved that interview with Keith Gregor. You talk about a great, great person, too. Uh, Keith Gregor still comes to the games. I think he's got season tickets. Um, and if you ever see Keith, just stop him and talk to him. What a, what a pleasant person to speak with. Then I wanted to go off the, off the beaten path and interview Darnell Williams. So I'm going to let you absorb that. I interviewed Hall of Fame Xavier player Darnell Williams. And I wanted to interview a Xavier player because I think it's interesting. And, I, and, I'm, and moving forward, I'm going to interview some more Xavier players. I know some Bearcat fans don't like that, but it's always interesting to hear that perspective of, of the team, you know, down the street. I call them down the street. But what, what was your impression of the Bearcats? Like, what did you think of them? And Darnell played on some great Xavier teams, some teams. He's, he's one of the few players that played on the teams that beat the Bearcats when we were number one in the country. And uh, Darnell was a fantastic story being from Brooklyn, New York, and coming to uh, Xavier and being one of, the, one of the greatest players to ever, ever put on a Xavier uniform and a quality dude. He and I have been very, very good friends for a long time. And if you listen to that podcast, you hear him talk about really how, how many Bearcat former players like he still talks to and he's friends with so there's always there's always that big beef between the Bearcats and and UC but at the end of the day a lot of a lot of us are friends um so one guy I had to hunt down and and this is a fascinating story I said you know I want to interview Tony Bobbitt and getting a hold of Tony Bobbitt is like you got to send a smoke signal um, send three pigeons in the air, um, clap 50 times. Like you get to do all this stuff to, to find Tony Bobbitt. So I had to really work for this interview and I got a number on him. Um, I text, I text message him, um, no response. And I said, well, I won't be interviewing Tony Bobbitt. Two days later, after I text him, I get a text back and um, it was Tony Bobbitt and he didn't want to do the interview. And so I text him back why I was doing this podcast. I'm not going to tell you why he didn't want to do the interview initially. Um, that's a conversation between he and I, and it had nothing to do with, um, he and I. Um, but I told him why I was doing it. No response. I get a phone call one day, and it was from a number. It was from a Beverly Hills, California number. I answer it. Didn't know who it was, and all I hear is, man, what the hell do you want? And I was like, is this, is this TB? Man, what the hell do you want with me? You know I don't bother anybody. I stay out of the way. I don't talk. And I said, Tony, man, I said, listen, bro, 
these Bearcat fans want to hear from you. They want to hear your story, your journey. You have a powerful message. You are doing yourself a disservice if you don't get this message out. We talked about it. By the time I got finished with my, my pitch, Tony said, all right, dog, I'm in. I'm like, cool. We do the interview. We finish the first interview. I hang up with them because I do all my interviews via the phone because a lot of these guys are out of the uh, city. He calls me five minutes after we do the interview. And he's like, damn, that felt good, man. Did I do okay? And I'm like, Tony, that was great. I'm like, but Tony, I got to tell you this. There were some questions I didn't ask you. I really want to talk to you about. He's like, what is it? And I laid it out for him. And he goes, I'm in. Let's do a part two. I said, bet. So we set up that part two. Um, We did a part two interview. And still to this day, it's the most powerful interview that I've ever done. He talks about his mother um, getting murdered and him uh, walking walking in the house and finding his mother uh, murdered on the floor. And it is so powerful, man. And, and if you know Tony, he plays with so much emotion. And if you listen to why he plays with emotion, you'll fully understand him as a person and just what a genuine, like, great guy he is. He's going to tell you how he feels. He's going to tell you how he feels about you. He does not BS. He doesn't care if you like him or, or not. You're going you're gonna to know Tony Bobbitt. And you're going to decide if you like Tony Bobbitt or not. Um, and his numbers, uh, those two podcasts I did, by far the, the, the biggest numbers that I've ever done. Um, and I told Tony, you need to start your own podcast. I don't know what you're going to talk about, but you've, you've got tremendous energy. Uh, you need to start your own thing. Um, I then interviewed Mo Egger. And, and the reason I wanted to interview Mo Egger, who works for uh, 1530 Um, ESPN here in Cincinnati and the reason I wanted to interview with him first of all Mo um, has a radio show and I think his radio show is excellent Um, the way he approaches his his show um, I I think is refreshing Um, and he's been by the scores table at Bearcat games for years because he produces a lot of the Bearcat games so he's had an interesting seat and I thought he would be great to have on just to talk about his perspective. We did a kind of a the list, like his top three Bearcat shooter of all, shooters of all time, the top three teams, stuff like that. Um, and the numbers on that podcast were excellent. Mo, Mo did such a great job. And if you haven't had a chance to really dive into his show, I, I, I really, really highly recommend you do. Um, one guy that people want to hear from is Justin Jackson. Um, Justin doesn't talk very much. He kind of flies under the radar, but one of the true Bearcat energy guys um, that I really wanted to talk to uh, is another guy that, that I had to hunt down, and um, he was fully aboard uh, doing the interview. Um, thought, he was, thought he was great. Um, then I want to jump into Terry Nelson. Uh, and I'm, I'm here to tell you, I don't know that there's a better ambassador for UC basketball than Terry Nelson. Played on the Final Four team, arguably the most recognizable team um, in Bearcat history. I mean, you even look at those national championship teams, 61-62. I guarantee you, if I asked a lot of Bearcat fans to name every guy on that team, they couldn't. They couldn't. But if I asked you to name that Final Four team, a lot of people can. They're one of the most recognizable teams ever. Um, And Terry was a big part of that big part of that team and he's always he's always 
been a part of, I think, the, the Bearcat family, Bearcat Athletics. Um, and it's, I think it's so great to have him doing radio and TV. Uh, he's such a great personality. Um, and, and Terry has a big, big heart. I've had, I've had Terry call me and just go, hey, bro, what's up? I said, nothing much, man. What you got? He's like, I'm just checking in on you, man. That's it. Um, and he'd do that like on a Wednesday afternoon. He's just, it wasn't a holiday. wasn't my birthday. It's a Wednesday afternoon at 3. Uh, love Terry, man. Um, and great interview, too. And he, he talked about uh, the team, the 2020 uh, Bearcat basketball team. Uh, we didn't talk about kind of we didn't talk about his story, his his kind of his his journey with the Bearcats, but more so his commentary on this past season. Um, then I want to jump into a fascinating interview I thought was was John Meeker, former Bearcat walk on and arguably um, one of the most recognizable walk ons of all time. And I think um, easily one of the most favorite walk ons, fan favorite walk ons of all time. And walk ons journeys are always I'm obviously I was a former walk on, but. It's always interesting to find out, how, how'd you get here? How did you survive? What are you doing now? You know, because a lot of these guys, you know, we know how they got there. We, we, we know their statistics while they were there. Then we know they're playing professionally somewhere. With John, it was like, how the hell did you get to the Bearcats? What was it like when you were there? Your statistics really don't show the whole story. And what are you doing now? How's your family? You have kids. You have a son now that's playing basketball. So, um, and, and, and John's, John saw the earth, and if anybody knows him, I don't even need to brag about John, but very, very good friend of mine. Um, Trey Scott, I want to interview, interview someone that just finished playing. What an interesting perspective. Trey Scott goes from playing three years, or actually I take that back because he redshirted, so four years with Mick Cronin and then with John Brandon, totally different style of play, and um, in Trey Scott, in typical Bearcat fashion, here's a guy that every year gets better, but then his senior year explodes. I mean, how many guys did that? I mean, you look at Kenyon Martin, you look at Eric Hicks, Max, you look at guys that just progressed wearing that red and black and then had that great senior year. Um, and, and Trey Scott's, it was great to hear Trey Scott's perspective on going from Mick Cronin to John Brandon and find out why he excelled. Uh, Corey Blunt, I did a part one and part two with Corey Blunt. I could do five more interviews with Corey Blunt. Fascinating story. Um, a guy that changed his life around. Um, and I don't think you'll ever meet anybody that has a basketball journey like Corey Blunt. Uh, you think about coming from Monrovia, California, um, not being really a highly sought-after guy, um, coming to the Bearcats, playing in the Final Four, going to the NBA, playing with the Lakers, you know, the Bulls, and playing with all these guys, you know, the Shaqs, the Kobe's, the Jordans, and never winning a championship. I mean, how is that possible? You look at Michael Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, and you look at all those guys he played with, they have so many damn championship rings, and he didn't get one. Um, and then him going to prison, coming out, reforming, changing his life, and, and becoming such an important guy in our community and part of Bearcat Nation. Um, I highly advise you listen to part one and two of Corey Blunt. Um, then I wanted to I interviewed Darnell Burton, um, a.k.a. Doggy, uh, another guy. It's a lot of Bearcat fans' favorites. He's a guy that talks less, does more. 
Um, and and he's not a he's not a he's not a Terry Nelson. Um, you know, he's not a guy that's 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 really got this strong personality. Um, Doggy's gonna tell it like it is. Give you give you exactly what happened, short and sweet. But I thought it was important that the Bearcat fans heard from Darnell Burton because he even told me like, man, no one's ever really interviewed me. And um, I love hearing that from guys like, no one's ever interviewed me, man. Thank you. And Darnell called me up two times after the podcast got released. And he's like, man, I listened again, man. I got, I got to tell you this other story. And I'm like, doggy, man, we're going to do another interview because you keep calling me with these other stories that you're remembering. So um, I, I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, and then I got a message from, from Biggie McLean. And Biggie McLean sent me a message, and he goes, man, I've been listening to your podcast, and I know you're never going to want to have me on there, man. He, he goes, you're interviewing some legends. He's like, you're making me feel like I was a nobody. Of course, he was joking. And I said, Biggie, actually, it's interesting that you say that because you have an interesting story. I think people saw you. They saw how big you were, thought you could have been a better player, you know, but they didn't know your journey. Coming from gang-infested New Jersey where people get murdered by the minute um, and just how you came into playing basketball, how you survived in life. Um, I said, that's, that's interesting beyond the statistics. So your story is one that has nothing to do with statistics, but more of your journey and how you survived and how you're still alive. Uh, so we did that, and I thought it was a was a good change of gear from all these statistically great Bearcats. Um, and then going from Biggie to Roger McClendon, Roger McClendon is one of the most successful Bearcats um, after basketball we've ever had, uh, working for the Yum brand um, after basketball. And he was just, I mean, what a decorated guy, Hall of, um, Hall of Famer, um, McDonald's All-American. Um, gosh, and going working for a company like Yum Brand in, in, in um, Louisville, making it to a, a high-level executive VP uh, for a company like that, a worldwide brand. I mean, the guy's going to, you know, Asia, India, like all these countries like once a week. Um, and what and he was, I think he was a, an engineer at UC, highly intelligent guy. I'm actually going to do a part two with him because the work he's doing now, he's retired uh, from Young Brand, and now he's doing some community work. Um, I think he's doing fantastic stuff, and I think based on where the country is now, I know we're going through a lot of um, tough times going from the pandemic to, um, you know, the, the uh, George Floyd incident with the cop that's, that's having us to deal with police brutality against black men, systematic racism, and racism, period, um, and what we need to do better as individuals and Roger I think has a story about what his plans are and I'd like to get him in for a part two uh this interview the next interview I do uh, a lot of Bearcat fans were calling for this one and that was the one with Donald Little um no one heard from Donald Little Donald Little fell off the map um and, and so much went on with his story he was so emotional um he still has not talked to Bob Huggins since he left UC and I'm working on bringing those guys back together and talking. Um, his interview was one of the most listened to ones as well. Just because the way he left UC was, I don't even know the right words for it, but um, you know, he, it was kind of a disappointing ending 
to what was supposed to be a great legendary career, kind of like a Kenyon Martin type career um, that really didn't pan out to that level. But but Donald had some great moments and he, and he wanted to clear up some things that happened between him being charged with kidnapping and all this stuff. He addressed all that. Very powerful interview. And I go from the powerful interview with Donald Little to one with Pete Michael. Now, as hard as it was to get a hold of Tony Bobbitt, Pete Michael was by far the toughest one to get a hold of. Um, Pete is very private. He's been living outside the country for years. Um, not a lot of people had his cell phone number. No one had really spoken to him. Um, I kind of had to use my resources. Um, he was my teammate, so when I reached out to him, um, and finally got a hold of him. I told him why I was doing it and why I wanted to talk to him. And I said, man, you are one of the most sought after guys on Twitter for me to talk to. And um, I had to speak to, um, I had to get it cleared um, by the Washington Wizards because that's who he's working for now. And once we got that cleared, he was all set. Uh, we exchanged cell phone numbers and we made it happen. And Pete and I still are communicating via text to this day. So it was great to, to re-engage with him. And Pete's just a winner, flat out winner. And it was great to hear him talk about his time um, and his love for the Bearcats. Eric Hicks. Eric Hicks is one of the great personalities and one of my top five favorite Bearcats ever. His interview was one of the most listened to ones. He's got stories for days. He's got such a personality. I need to do, uh, I, and, and I've had a lot of people text me and call me, say, you need to do an Eric Hicks and Tony Bobbitt podcast together. And my goal is to get Tony Bobbitt and Eric Hicks to come to a Bearcat game next season and get them to sit down and do an interview together. That's going to be bonkers. I'm going to set up three mics, and I'm going to introduce them to, and I'm stepping out of the way. It is going to be like, Comedy Central, man. Them, them two going at it, and they love to mess with each other. So trust me, I'm going to make that happen. Um, I did a part one and part two with uh, Dermar Johnson. Um, I did a part one, which I did a year ago. I did an interview. I re-released that, kind of going through his history. What a fascinating story of a guy who could have went pro after his junior year of high school. Uh, McDonald's All-American. We kind of talk about that journey. Um, but the second interview I did with him, um, which I released, uh, I talk more about kind of life after basketball, him going back and getting his degree, which is very rare for a guy who goes to the NBA and makes millions. Um, and it's kind of like moving forward with his life. He decided it was important for him to go back and get his degree and how he wants to get into the front office in the NBA. And to give his thoughts on the current 2020 Bearcat basketball team, which I think is a great perspective. Um, Yancey Gates. Uh, um, Yancey was easy to get. I reached out to him and he was like, I'm in. I said, hey, I want to I wanna talk to you about the fight um, versus Xavier. I, I really want to dive into you as a person. And he says, I'm open. Let's go. And he told me, I've never talked about the Crosstown shootout fight publicly. He says, I've apologized for it, but I've never publicly talked about it. So once again, I got another interview in which a former player is talking about. Donald Little's never talked about the kidnapping charge. Tony Bobbitt's never talked about his mom being murdered. Yancey Gates had never talked about the Crosstown shootout fight. These are new, this is kind of a new perspective on things, and uh, I just thought it was great for Bearcat fans to, to hear. Um, talk with Kashmir Wright. 
Um, one, of the, one of the great guards. And I, I didn't even know the extent. He was hurt his entire career. He played his entire career hurt. And I, mean, I think it's important for Bearcat fans to know that he really put his heart and soul into to this to this university and that Bearcat basketball program playing hurt for so long. Uh, one of my favorite interviews I did, I interviewed Andy Kennedy, uh, former Bearcat assistant, interim head coach, and now the UAB head coach. Um, also the old Miss head coach at one point. Um, it was great hearing his stories. The guy remembers everything. He doesn't forget anything about anybody. Um, I really enjoyed doing that Andy Kennedy interview. Uh, talk with Gary Clark. Um, I did two interviews with Gary Clark. I did one a year ago with him for a different um, platform that I was on and then interviewed him now about his life with um, uh, with the NBA, uh, Orlando Magic, and kind of his journey playing with Houston. Um, Gary Clark is is salt of the earth, dude. Like that's he's a fan favorite, and a guy who didn't say much, you know. That that dude is all about the Bearcats, man. God love God love Gary Clark. Um, my my former teammate, which this was a surprising interview for me, Ruben Patterson. Um, I reached out to Rube. Rube was in right away. Um, didn't even I didn't even need to. I just said, hey, I want you on my podcast. He's like, I'm in. Let's do it. Monday, one o'clock. Boom, we're there. His interview was so good. He talked about his the death of his mother before the uh, UAB game. Um, he talked about that UAB game. There were so many things he talked about in that interview that we've just never heard Ruben talk about and, and hear his emotion. He loves the Bearcats. He loves Bob Huggins. Um, got a chance to interview Kenny Satterfield, um, which a lot of people wanted to hear from him. Um, obviously, he was here for a couple years, and he was gone off to the NBA. What's he doing now? Um, another McDonald's All-American. Um, KSAT was a, was a tough one to get because when I reached out to him, um, he thought his wife had the coronavirus while they were in New York and we had to wait for her to kind of settle and, um, they had to get to Columbus, you know, move to Columbus and there were a lot of things he had to get in place. So it took me a little bit longer to get Kenny, but finally got him and I thought he was a great, great interview. Um, and listen, my, my buildup was to, to interview Bob Huggins. And he's the last one I want to talk about because I want to do my, here was my, here was my, my thought process. Excuse me. This is my thought process on Bob Huggins. I wanted to do a two part interview. I wanted to do one that I built up to. So, so many former players are talking about how much they love hugs and this and that. And I wanted to build up that to eventually talk with hugs. And I wanted I wanted to enter the first interview with Hugs to just be about how much former players love him, this city loves him, and from a selfish standpoint, how much I love that man and what he's done for me. And I apologized on Twitter to, to Bearcat Nation. Listen, this is, this is a selfish interview. All the other interviews, if you guys notice, I ask the questions and I get out of the way. I don't step on these guys' toes. I let them tell their story. And if there's anything um, that I want to at least take credit for with these podcasts is I let these guys talk. I make it a point. And I apologize on that Bob Huggins interview. And I told him before we, we got into it, I said, I'm going to talk a lot, a lot on this one, Coach, because I want you to hear what I have to say about a lot of things you did for me, a lot of things you did for former players. 
And, um, but that all helps set up the next interview. We're going to do a part two, but we're going to do it in West Virginia. I'm going to go down to West Virginia during the preseason of basketball and go down there and watch a practice um, and then sit in his office and do a part two. I've got some more questions I want to hear him. I'm going to engage Bearcat Nation and, and, and find out what fans want me to ask him as well. So I'm building to that. So I'm saying all that to lead to the future of the podcast. So what I want to do moving forward is I want to do, I want to continue with the interview series, but they're only going to come out once a week and that's going to be on Fridays. Uh, I'm going to release one interview every Friday moving forward. Um, And I want to do that until we get into the season. Um, When we get close to the Bearcat basketball season starting, we are going to start season two of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. We're going to get back to, t- to talk about uh, the preseason, recruiting. Uh, I'm hoping to have Coach Brandon on the podcast to talk about, you know, you know what's going on, how things going. I've already spoken with him, and he'd agree to come on. Um, and I'm going to have some other people come on. I'm not going to give away who they are. but um, And at that point, when I start season two, we're going to get heavy into the content that is 2020-21 Bearcat basketball team. We're going to really start focusing in on that. And then from that point on, I'm going to sprinkle in uh, some interviews just to kind of keep things fresh. And um, there will be some former players that are coming back to either practice or watch the team play. And um, I'm going to sit down with them and interview them. So we're going to do kind of a mixture. So from now until the season starts, I want to keep it going with Friday interviews. um, And and that's the format we're going to follow. Now, once we get into season two, I've got some new things I'm going to present with the podcast. Because really, season one, I kind of want to see how 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 it rolled out. I want to see how the Bearcat fans embrace what I'm doing in the podcast. I'm here to tell you, man. It's been amazing. The numbers have been crazy. Just the see Bearcats, Bearcat. I have people tweet me like, "Hey, you got me through the quarantine with this." I'm telling you, man, that means a lot to me. So many fans have said great things about the interviews, and it, and it really, really means a lot. And I do want to do some new things in season two, which I'll talk about when we get close to that. And I'm also going to do something where. I'm going to engage Bearcat fans. And I said that when I first started the podcast that I wanted to get some Bearcat fans on here, which I'm going to do. But the thing was, I got rolling with the interview series, and it just didn't fit in. It just didn't match at the time. And in season two, I think it's going to match up. So there will be some Bearcat fans, and you guys are tweeting at me, and I'm really keeping track of who's tweeting at me and who's really a Bearcat fan, you know, right to the core and those people I'm going to reach out to and we're going to we're going to have something where they're going to come and be a part of the podcast so that's what we're looking at I kind of want to tell the backstory on some of these interviews I know people have asked me and I haven't really told them you know everything and it's crazy because I've had I've had calls from people Uh, one call I got I'll tell you guys this story Uh, Michael Perry who uh, works for the Enquirer longtime journalist has written many books um, a great, great journalist, great person. He called me, and during the quarantine, he went for a walk, and he pulled up the Tony Bobbitt interview. He called me after the Tony Bobbitt interview, and I can't use the language he used, but basically what Michael Perry said was, that was an unbelievable interview. 
And he was like, me being a journalist, he was like, I was blown away. He was like, that was amazing. And Michael Perry from that point on was engaged in listening to all these interviews. Um, that meant the world to me um, to, to hear that. And that, that kept me going. And that, wants, that, that makes me want to keep doing this. And I know that the Bearcat fans and people that listen really are enjoying this. So I, I want to keep giving the people what they want. Uh, I have, trust me, I have a lot more surprises. I have a lot more interviews. I know people want me to interview certain guys. Um, and there's certain guys I could have interviewed during the quarantine, but I didn't want to yet. I got a couple home runs. I got a couple folks I'm going to interview that are home runs that I want to save. I want to build up. Just like I want to build up to that Bob Huggins one. It was time. There's some other ones I'm going to build up to. It's almost time for those as well. So moving forward, uh, once again, I want to thank everyone who's listened to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast before the quarantine, during the quarantine, and moving forward. Um, you guys keep me doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Once again, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Alex Meacham, Twitter, Instagram, at Alex underscore Meacham. LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. Oh, Snapchat, at Big Meach 41. And because of my guy Stu Holt, my producer, TikTok's coming soon. I might have to get on that, Stu, I might have to get on that TikTok tonight. I got I gotta figure that out. I know all my players are on that TikTok, so I, I gotta I gotta get on that. But hey, this was fun. I, I really enjoyed talking about the interview series thus far. And I want to thank everybody for listening to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Be talking to you soon. Go Bearcats.